0: the people I interviewed and all the wonders they described of the beauty of heaven and the reunions and the um the love, nothing. And I mean they would say nothing compares to being in the presence of God. The book is really a comprehensive book about God. It's it's showing this God of history re- revealed in scripture but illustrated through the eyes of 70 people who clinically died and experienced his kingdom and his captivating, amazing presence. There's a story of Santosh who was a man. He's a manufacturing engineer. He grew up Hindu. Um, he thought when you die, that's it. Um, he thought maybe you come back as some other life form. I don't know, but he said, that's not what happened. He has a code blue. Uh, he hears the nurses cry code blue he leaves his body. He realizes he's dead. This brilliant God of light comes. And he says, I, I knew this was a divine light. I knew this was God. This was, I had to obey this authority. Um, but he said, but I wanted to, because I immediately fell in love with this light. I knew it was for me. So anyway, they they journey. And I tell this, the, his, his story of how, this God of light leads him, and he then describes what he, what he says is a, a giant compound, okay? In India, there are all these g- compounds with high walls, right? But he said it was like giant compound, thousands of miles, and a square, and 12 gates. I counted them, 12 gates, and inside these beautiful grounds and mansions and buildings of an otherworldly type, and he said outside the gates were angels guarding it. And I desperately wanted to get into this place. I knew this is the goal of life, but the gates were closed to me. And then he experiences a vision of hell that he describes as an an abyss of darkness, you know, just like eternal darkness with a lake of fire at the bottom. Now, this is a Hindu man who didn't know if he believed anything. And then he turns and he sees who he calls the almighty on his throne, And he looked, he looked, he later said, I believe it was Jesus, but in, in his kind of glorified giant form, he looked at his eyes and they were like lightning, which is what Daniel describes, what John describes, right? And he said, instantly he had his life review and he saw all of his sins and many, he said, I had forgotten, but he hadn't. And he fell to his knees and he said, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Because he said, I knew that is what I, that place is what I deserved. And then the Lord, he said, spoke to him. And he said, Santosh, I'm sending you back. And he said, he said several things. And when you go back, you must love your family, especially your daughter. She needs you right now, Which, which is an amazing thing. And 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 I'm bringing this out and imagine the God of heaven, God knows all of us so intimately, and He knows all our needs and and He's there even when we don't recognize that He's there. Yeah, you know He is, He is, uh, you know, in Him we live and move and have our being. You know, Paul said in Acts seventeen. Yeah, and so Santosh then hears from this this Almighty God. Who who says, you know, he, he sees, well, he, he sees a very, he calls it a very narrow door that was open right on the side of this throne. And it was open to him. It was the only way into the kingdom of heaven that was open. And he said, Lord, because he felt, he said, I felt such mercy and compassion and love and tenderness from the Lord. It was confusing and he said when i come back i want to go through that narrow gate tell me what must i do how do i do it and he was thinking what religion what synagogue what you know temple what church what and the lord said to him i want honest relationship not one day a week 365 days 24/7 and then he said the wages of sin is death and he said surrender yourself to me daily and walk with me santosh comes back and 2 years later he and he's seeking i mean he's seeking he's like this was not like any of the hindu gods i knew of who was this god of compassion and 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 mercy and and he's praying every day lord show me i i want i want to follow you and 2 years later his daughter is invited to sing in a church in ohio she was in she was a choral major and he and his wife go to hear her first time he's ever gone to a church. And as he walks in, he feels the presence of that loving God and the message is on the narrow gate and how Jesus is the gate through which we enter the kingdom of heaven. And he's astounded. And he goes back and starts reading the Bible. And he said, everything I read is where I was. Now that's just one of the, people I have from all over the world um, Bibi in Tehran who experiences the same giant you know like that that looked like Jesus you know in his glorified state who said to her, I am he who is that was what Yahweh said to Moses, right? Yeah. Um, what Jesus said, I you know, before Abraham was born, I am. It's the 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 ego a me in the in the Greek. It's the I am the self-existent one. He said the same thing to her, Swedik, in Rwanda. So, his is a fascinating long story. His mom was a Hutu. His dad was a Tutsi. In the genocide, it blew their family apart. He went through all kinds of stuff. Uh, he was a street kid, dealing drugs, doing drugs. Um, long story short, he gets blood cancer and his mom had, even though she was, she worshiped the goddess Bako and his father was an, a Muslim, a mom, he'd become an imam. mom, he gets blood cancer, his mother, he's dying and his mother goes to the Christians and asks them to pray because she had seen the Christians answer a prayer for Sadiq before. He ends up in a beginning and a hellish experience and in walks this man of light, he said, in a robe and a beard and holds out his hands and he sees the holes in his hands. And Swadiq had accidentally gone to see a movie because he got three free tickets called The Passion of the Christ. And as a Muslim, he didn't want to see a movie about Jesus, but he wanted to get his money. And he said, I recognized him and Jesus said to him I died for mankind you were one of those I died for do not deny it and tell everyone and Swadiq is an anglican priest today who's had seven attempts on his life because he is bold for Jesus um, on, on on and on I have stories like like this of uh, karina in colombia um, you know a professor in australia Uh, a a man in Singapore, in China, what I'm showing is, this is the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, right? From the very beginning, you know, God created a nation with Abraham and Sarah, the, the nation of Israel. And he said, I will bless you. And through you, all nations on earth will be blessed. And so I'm showing not only this great love story, you know, the the Bible is a love story. It's the greatest love story ever told. And believe it or not, you're one of the central characters. You are the aim of God's great love. Each one of us, all of us together, yes, but you, and and this is what you'll see reading the Imagine the God of Heaven, that each of these people experience a love from God that is so personal. They felt like I'm the only one he created. Like he just loves me. But then they all said, I realized that he loved others too, but I felt so special, like I was the only one. And so the I'm showing this love story of God that starts, you know, in the very beginning for a relationship, but you know, the whole Bible ends with a great wedding. If you read the book of Revelation, and how he's using every metaphor relationally, of parent to child, of friend to friend, of spouse to spouse, and, and how all of our relationships are really a microcosm of this greater relationship that we were created for. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I think people will come away with as they read this book, is that, wow, this is the love I've always wanted. Yeah. This is the love that no relationship can completely, no matter how wonderful on earth. Yeah. And this is the love that in which all relationships are made, made right. But to hear person after person talk about that, of the experience of the triune God, there really is only one. Yeah. But also there is Jesus, there is the father and there's the Holy spirit. So there's a, there's a lot of um, of depth of understanding. Like I said, it's really a comprehensive book about God. My favorite part, the, you know, we we explore in part three, the mystery and the majesty of God. Yeah. So a lot of people that don't know who, you know, your story or why you're so passionate about this. I, I mean... accidentally got into all this. I was an agnostic. Um, I, I, you know, I was an engineer. So I have a very analytical, skeptical mind. My dad was dying of cancer uh, and I, he, someone gave him the very first research on near-death experiences. Um, this is thirty some odd years ago. I read it in one night, and I said, "Oh my gosh! Like, could this be evidence? This God, Jesus, heaven stuff is real?" Because so many people were talking about it, and that opened me. And I, the next year, got into a small group Bible study and started actually really asking questions and studying. I came to faith in Jesus. And I, I later went from a career in engineering to, uh, to ministry, but for 35 years, I've just had a kind of a, like curiosity that has driven me. Like, what are these NDE stories and how do they connect to the Bible and the God of the Bible? And so, you know, that's how I, I got into it. And I, I, and I would say this, I think this is important for your listeners is that. I'm not an advocate of people going and searching NDE stories and believing everything you hear. I I, I like to say it like this. First of all, um, NDEs are not what happens when you enter eternity. So one of the commonalities is many of them knew there was a border or a boundary. They couldn't cross and come back. And then imagine the God of heaven. I have Jesus telling a few of them, you haven't died yet. You have to go back. Well, they had died. There, there was no brainwaves or heartbeat. So, our clinical definition, they had, but there was some still connection there. And because these people have not crossed over whatever that border or boundary is, I believe that's why they can still make a choice. That's important too. Not everyone, the reason people, even who are not necessarily, they don't know Jesus, they don't know this God, they're not necessarily believers, they see this God. Is just like the apostle Paul when he was Saul, right? I mean, he was he was murdering Christians. And yet this brilliant God of light appears to him, Acts chapter 9. He says, Who are you, Lord? And he says, I'm Jesus, you're, you know, who you're persecuting. Now, this is really important for interpreting NDEs, too. Jesus didn't say, Here, let me tell you the gospel. Let me tell you how you how you get right with God. He didn't. He said, you'll be told. And then he 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 sends Ananias to Saul. Ananias explains the message because that's God's MO. He he's a parable-telling God. Yeah. <laughs> There's mystery to this God we follow. If you don't get that, you haven't read the Bible. And he you know. treats NDEs that way too. He gives them like hints and prods and all that, but they have to come back and seek. And many do, and they do find some don't some yeah. stay trapped in their egos and they and they they try to use this nde experience to have the more out-of-body experiences and it it leads them astray what yeah what i encourage people to do is realize that all these people are interpreting an experience that truly is beyond our descriptions yes. you know so they're always using words it was like this yeah. I mean, one of the most fascinating things, Nancy is to hear people describe things like the kingdom of heaven, right with with streets of gold, but they say but not it was not gold like we think of gold, and it was transparent, like I could see the roots of trees growing even underneath and and it was cushiony. It wasn't like hard gold. And you're like, "What is this?" And then you hear this Hindu manufacturing engineer who who says that these gates, you know, they were these magnificent gates guarded by angels, and they describe these otherworldly building materials. this is a this is a world, and I, I think, outside our dimensional three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. Yeah, it's at least two dimensions of time. And people say that, which is second Peter three, eight to the Lord of years, like uh, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years, like a day, they say almost exactly not those words, but they say like, I don't know if it was an instant. We had all the time in the world. We had eternity, but I was only dead for 20 minutes. You know, people don't realize that the God we follow is the God who created all the joys, all the pleasures all the fun and laughter and sometimes when we don't imagine god that way we hide from him and we don't we, we end up doing things that truly are out of his will because we don't know how to take the good things and do them in his will if this ministry has blessed your life would you like subscribe and share this with others we are here to fulfill the great commission so be sure to come back next time for another episode of The Call with Nancy Sebado. You'll be blessed. Do you listen to the call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to The Call?